Good afternoon, good afternoon, welcome to Know Yourself, this is Dan Udell and I'm currently parked up at Hanbury Woods in this glorious sunshine, I'm sat here like, it feels like the sun is out, everyone's happy, there's families walking their dogs, there's birds chirping in the trees, it's awesome, it's just really nice afternoon and it's even better because today Today, my friends, is the day of Q&A. Today is the very first episode of Q&A from Know Yourself. So I did a... I cast a vote. I cast a vote? I put a poll up on my Instagram story. If you're not checking out my Instagram stories, you might be missing out on a few uh, different votes that I put up about what sort of content you guys want me to do. I will be putting these on Snapchat and that sort of thing as well. Um, but I mainly use Instagram, so you might be missing them out. Follow me on my Instagram at dudale ninety two. That's U D A L E ninety two. So D, which is my name, Dan Udale ninety two. Uh, follow me on there, and you'll be able to see the sort of stories and uh, the polls that I uh, post on my stories. And you guys uh, voted for a monthly Q&A session, so this is the first episode of that. And um, I've had quite a few different questions uh, sent in to me, so I'm going to try and answer them um, in the sort of slot that I've designated for this, which is in, uh, it's anywhere between sort of half an hour and an hour. Um, if it goes over that, I'll just record another episode, uh, so it's not a problem. So basically, um, I'm going to get started right into our uh, first question because it's about you guys and what you guys have sent in so uh, this person wanted to remain anonymous Uh, they sent me a dm so for you know for the next um i can't even talk today i don't know what it is i can't talk any day if you listen to the other podcast episodes i'm probably the same but um if you want to submit a question for the Q&A, you've just got to DM me. That's all you got to do. Or um, if you are follow me on Snapchat, you just got to hit me up on Snapchat. Um, or on my Instagram, it's my email address. You can always email me as well. So, yeah. Got many different ways of submitting. But this lady, uh, she submitted a question um, via DM on Instagram. So, I'm going to read this out. Um, she said... Um, I've got a uh, question for your podcast, if it's not too late. Um, said, uh, how do you deal with other people's negative energy? So, first of all, thank you. Uh, this question is excellent because I think we all get poisoned when we we start to lift ourselves up and we get into a good place in life. And um, it can, you know... I think we're a product of our environment a lot of our time uh, a lot of the time and most of our environment is the friends that we surround ourselves with um so or your family for example so uh the way how do you deal with other people's negative energy i mean for me it's about understanding what sort of impact um that negative people around you are having i mean first of all actually i want to say that it's great that you've picked up on it it's amazing self-awareness to understand that the people around you are you know they're sort of bringing you down they're dragging you down and that might be the case anytime you want to start something new or you start doing something a little bit different you may have people around you that 
are kind of like in that misery love com- uh, misery loves company kind of uh, state where they start to see you doing well and they're like no you're not meant to be up there you're meant to be down here with us and they might say something to drag you down they might criticize you they might um you know they might be like passive aggressive towards you um and passive aggressiveness is really subtle um in the way that it's presented you know it can be a little thing like ah oh, well you know um you would know about that if you spent more time with us or <laughs> it can be the little comments like that uh, and it can be difficult to pick up on and you start to feel guilty and it's about I mean you've got great self-awareness like anyway if you're asking yourself these sorts of questions should I you know how do I deal with these people but it's about understanding are they making you feel guilty for something are they trying to bring you back down when you're striving towards something that you're passionate about um yeah those are the kind of questions that I'll be asking uh, myself so that's the first thing it's about what impact are they having on you and then the second thing would be once you understand what sort of impact it's having on you like if they're stopping you from going after your dream or they're crushing your spirit for going after your dream I mean there's some people in this world that would say you need to cut those people out of your life altogether um like eliminate them out of your life you know not like hire a hitman and get them to take them out but I mean you might have to have like a difficult conversation with them and say like you know I'm gonna need to spend less time with you because I've got uh I've got this dream or this desire or I've got I want to do this with your my life and I feel like you're wanting to do that and we're on different paths at the moment so I think I don't think it's gonna work spending so much time with each other or you might just start to slowly take yourself out of the equation start spending less time you know when they ask you to come out it's like I'm sorry guys I can't come out I've got this to do you know don't be afraid of you know completing or doing that thing that makes you happy and you know you can get your friends together as well and say look I I understand that we don't spend as much time together or your family I understand that we don't spend as much time together as we used to but you know if you're my friends or you're my family you'll understand that this is something that I've always wanted to do um and if you love me you'll support me whilst I'm doing it if not then you know I understand because it can be you know you've got to have empathy for them I can understand because you miss me and you want uh you miss having me around but that's your thing I've got to do me you know so I think limiting the time uh and exposure uh you have to those people um is a big thing because like I say the negativity is like a poison and you start to erode away um any sort of positivity or confidence you've got towards your own goal because of that um you just have to avoid it like the plague and always practice that self-awareness like as soon you know the more uh you know yourself and the more uh self-awareness you cultivate by like you know um therapy or journaling or um you might have like a daily vlog or something that you keep as well um 
the more self-awareness that you cultivate, the quicker you will spot these negative people. And you'll see them. They drain the life force of like everyone around them. Uh, they're like a Dementor <laughs> out of Harry Potter or, you know, um, whatever. They're, they just want to drain the life force of everything around them. And with those people, you have to put them in, like, imagine uh, fencing them off in your head and putting them into the corner of your mind. You still respect and deal with them because they're a human at the end of the day. They might not know that they're in a negative place or they might not know that they project that negative energy onto other people. You know, remember, we're not our behaviours. We're just a result of things that have happened to us in our life up to that moment and the choices that we've made because of those experiences that we've had. You know, so give them a break and understand they might not understand what they're doing. Not everyone's out there maliciously dragging people down. Um, and if they are, those are r- real people that you've got to avoid. But when you're talking to them, silo them off in your head and don't let uh, those feelings or, um, you know, that conversation drag you down. For example, if they start talking about something negative, like try putting um, a positive spin on it. And you'll find that they probably won't want to talk to you anymore about that thing. <laughs> I've done that before. I've had someone recently uh, talking to me about something. I was like, yeah, but I saw a different side of it. And I was like, yeah, but that's a good thing, surely. And they're like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, and started talking about something different. So that's another thing as well. That's like another nugget of advice would be, you know maybe don't shy away from the conversation like use it to your advantage like by putting a positive spin on it it can even have an effect on that negative person i've done that before put a positive spin on something they were saying and they went yeah i didn't think about it like that and we actually ended up having a really nice positive conversation because of it so it can go either way um there's lots of different ways that you can deal with it ultimately it's the it's going to be the thing that you're most comfortable with Um, but that is my advice to you. Um, I hope that's helped, and, like I say, I'm still working on this stuff myself. Um, cutting out negative people, I think, is quite extreme from your life. I think limiting the time that you have with them is, I think it's the the nicest way and it's the best way you know you're not always going to be able to um explain to that person um you know why you have to spend less time with them because it could be someone like your boss or you know that sort of thing um but with other people like your friends or family you know you might have to have the conversation because you can so that's that's my first uh, question. Uh, our se- second question is um, from someone that I've known for quite a long time, actually. Um, and she's a really good friend of mine. And um, she's called Natalie Caldwell. And um, you can find her on Instagram, underscore nj.c. Um, and she sent in a question for me. She said, Hey Dan, my question for the podcast is what advice options would you give to people who don't necessarily have the funds to invest in counselling who both want and need it? 
as we both know, mental health is incredibly important and access to essential resources are limited. What advice, suggestions do you have? So, okay, I started answering this question already in my head, but uh, I want to sort of do it fresh and um, not sort of go off my notes because I don't want to sound like a robot. Um, Because that's not how I do it on the podcast. So, my advice is you got to think of uh, counselling as an investment in yourself. Um, it's not just a financial investment either. I mean, obviously, it's a if you decide to go private, which is what I did because um, I wasn't able to get support through the NHS, at least locally in my area. Anyway, I'm not, you know, I don't want to make this like political or whatever. Like, I'm just saying, I, I wasn't able to get the support in my local area um, for sort of counselling or you know, therapy at the time when I was struggling. It may be completely different now, and I suggest you look at all the options on the table. You know, you do go and speak to your doctor. Um, There's also charities out there as well, like Mind, uh, that can help you, um, uh, even if it's just to have a conversation with someone that understands. I mean, when I was really desperate, I actually spoke with uh, Samaritans once. I rang them one night at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning because... I was just really in a bad place, you know. So, um, just because I've gone down a certain road, I don't expect that of everyone. That's that's basically what I'm saying. Um, but, yeah, money is a little bit of it. I do understand that. Um, I also want to quickly talk about... There's an investment from a emotional standpoint as well. So, I'm just going to take a drink. <laughs> so... There's an investment from an emotional standpoint because you're turning up and you're going to be talking about quite um, deep and meaningful things. Um, you're going to be bringing up, you know, digging up stuff from the past. So you potentially your childhood, um, depending on which type of counselling you go with. Um, you're going to be questioning your identity. You're going to be literally, you're going to be, you know, traversing the sort of like emotional landscape in your head. And, like, you're going to be asking yourself some of the big questions. And you're not going to know the answers sometimes. You may walk out of sessions sometimes feeling worse than you went in. And that is completely normal. But it's something to consider and understand before undertaking uh, counselling. It is not something that I would recommend turning up to for one week. And then, you know, missing out for a month. I I think it's a serious commitment. It's a week in, week out thing. You know, you've got to go if you're not feeling uh, like going because those are the sessions where they hold the most like nuggets of like information that ha- cause breakthroughs. You know, and when I talk about breakthroughs, I mean like it's a new perception that you've got on yourself. That new perception means that you look at yourself in a different light. When you look at yourself in a different light, you act differently. When you act differently, thing good things happen in your life because you're not playing out the same script over and over that you have done before. So that'd be another thing as well. Consider the emotional investment. Whether you know, I've kind of explained it from a different point, a couple of different points. You know, it is going to be taxing on you. You are going to have nights when you're going to finish your therapy um, or mornings whenever you decide to do it. And afterwards, you're going to feel, you might feel down. You might feel like you don't want to talk to people. Um, It's important to understand that. But it's also going to fundamentally change your life. 
because a lot of people don't ever understand themselves and you're going to have that um, amazing and beautiful experience of getting to know who you are and being in touch with that person um, instead of maybe living out a life that was scripted for you by someone else. Um, So it's about understanding that it's a commitment. Um, So that would be my advice. And if you're looking for a counsellor, I mean, I've spoken to, about this a few times, but if you're looking for a counsellor as well, um, there are uh, certain charities where they'll offer, um, you know, therapy sessions and or you, you've got to donate. So, you know, each counselling session will be like a donation, uh, whatever you can afford. Um, and you go go along to a counselling session. It might well be though that that session um, is once a month though, or once every two weeks, as opposed to once a week. You know, private is good because you pay that amount of money, like per session, or you know, because um, they're not part of a, a firm or an organisation. They are they do have that flexibility to fit around your schedule, but you do pay for that sometimes as well. So you will lose a little bit of that flexibility, but the, like I say, these charities, they're great because you could get a counselling session for like 10, 20 pounds, for example, instead of like 40 or 50 going private. Um, or you can even get some of your sessions for free if you're really struggling financially. So that'd be the first thing to consider um, if it's like a monetary thing. Um, the second thing uh, to consider would be uh, if you have got the funds to go private um, don't forget you know you don't have to um, uh, you know do counseling weekly you can do like twice a month for example um, if you you know if you've low, got low income or you're struggling for money at the moment um, you know go bi-weekly and go private and if you are going private I would strongly suggest you look up uh, what's called the counseling directory and the counseling directory is a website whereby um, it lists out all the different counselors in your local area you can pop in a postcode um, or i think maybe they've got the same thing in america you'd put in like your zip code and you can basically find all the counselors in your area and the great thing is it's got a little bio Uh, for each counsellor so you can find out what they're about so you know I've spoken about before in one of my previous episodes um, you know how to find a counsellor well I mentioned this site then and I mentioned the different types of uh, counselling the different different models of therapy that there are and what you can do is listen to that episode or look up online um, some of the models that I've spoken about And you can, you know, check out their bios to see what sort of counsellor they are. And my recommendation is that you pick out a a couple of different counsellors from different backgrounds, uh, from different models and approaches of counselling, and have a session with each of them. You know, most counsellors offer their first session for free, so you can get a feel for uh, the counsellor that you're seeing. So that's my advice on that. Um... I'm also just trying to think if there's anything else that I've missed off. Um, no, I think 
I think that's kind of it, really. Um, you can get, like I say, a lot of advice and help online. Uh, Mind have got a really good website, uh, mind.co.uk. Um, they've got a lot of resources on there, so I'd point you in the direction of that site as well. Um, and also uh, the BACP website as well, uh, the British Association of Counseling and Psychotherapy. Um they'll be able to help you out as well uh, it's got information and resources about the different types of and models of counselling and goes into each one a little bit to give you a bit of knowledge so yeah those those are the different ones I'd suggest so that's your first question that uh, you also sent in another one as well um, so I'm going to go ahead and answer that one now so the next question is what are your top three tips, suggestions for building confidence? And this is a really good question. I'm just going to take a sip of Coke. So, my top three tips for building confidence. Um, I think it's all about being comfortable in your own skin. So, my number one would be starting to be comfortable with doing stuff on your own. Um, you might be the kind of person that's quite reliant on other people at the moment because it's easier than tackling that thing on your own because you've got a fundamental belief that you can't do that thing and it's when we tell ourselves that we can't do things that we start to rely on other people because it's like, ah, uh, with that person or if I've got that, then I can do this Um it's like one of those uh, beliefs and you've got to kind of deconstruct that and understand you can do stuff on your own um once you start doing that you know sitting in a coffee shop on your own or going to the cinema on your own i've spoken about that before um yeah going out for a walk somewhere on your own um you know it might be uh, go, if you're like a business person it might be going to a networking event um, on your own and learning you know starting conversations with strangers like people at the event and asking them things going out of your comfort zone it might be if you're at a bar um, you know if you're at a bar and you see a guy uh, you might go up to that guy and uh, start talking to him instead of waiting for him to make the first move it's those it's those little things that um you might not have done before if you if you were on your own because you'd need your mates around or you'd need some family around or you might need a bit of moral support and it's about understanding that once you understand that those things are scary and you do it anyway you sort of break that um defeating belief in your head that you can't do it on your own and you won't be able to handle it you know you might get rejected you might but that's all that's going to happen, you know. And all you've got if you don't do that is regret. So that'd be my first thing. Not I've kind of given a few things, I guess, in that one. That one. But not being afraid to be in your own skin. Um, another thing would be to start chasing after something that you're passionate about. <laughs> And it can be really hard, like, understanding um, what you like and what you don't like. But generally... Sorry. 
<laughs> I'm in the uh, the woods and this kid's just screaming next to my car. Um, you might, um, you know, you might not know too much about yourself yet. Um, but it's about, you'll generally be pulled towards one or two things. Like, you might be obsessed with, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, for example. Like, you might absolutely love news and trivia to do with Pirates of the Caribbean. So, it's about understanding it's okay if that's your thing, if that's your passion, it's okay to be, like, invested in that and, like, you know, to think, to find it cool. You know, it's about right, let's, like, double down on that, okay, I'm obsessed with Pirates of the Caribbean, let's get together with, like, like like-minded people, um, that love that too, and talk about it, because that's gonna build your confidence, because you're gonna think, god, I'm not the only person that's, like, crazy obsessed about this, you know, meet up with them, or, like, start a podcast, for example, or start a vlog, like, talk about those things, um, you know, because that, that passion and that love for that thing is part of what makes you, you, you know, yes, there's going to be other people like that, but you are, like, each person is, like, a beautiful cocktail of all the different things that they love, the knowledge and experience they've got in this world, and the things that they were taught growing up, um, and you can't replicate that in anyone ever, um, so I guess that's kind of my my third tip as well, is understanding that uh, you are unique, you know, you're not special, you know, this isn't like an entitlement thing, like, I deserve uh, great things to happen in my life because I'm special, it's not that, it's about understanding you are unique, and it's about capitalising on that, you know, it's about following that dream, following that passion, and just being unapologetic for who you are, um, and part of that is a tricky one, because it starts with, once you've built that in your head, that picture of yourself, you know, you've understand, understood and recognised that person in the mirror, um, you look at them and you go, yeah, that's me, um, the stuff that I don't like and the stuff that I like, you're going to have to understand that if you start changing yourself, people are going to... I guess it kind of comes back to the first question in a way. It comes full circle. People are going to uh, question why you're changing. Um, and it's about not letting other people's opinion of you get inside of your head. That'll also build your confidence as well. It's about understanding... Once you understand that you are unique and you're never going to be like anyone else, never let anyone touch that that's gold dust to you, lock it away in a vault, you know, someone says a crappy comment to you, or, um, you know, shits all over your Pirates of the Caribbean obsession, so what, you can't, you got to learn how to not let that stuff in, because that's the key to a lot of your happiness right there, um, so those are my three tips for, uh, confidence building, (laughs) sorry if I kind of went in like a roundabout way of answering that um yeah that did take me a little while um I was just looking at the time (laughs) so uh third question is ooh okay this one's interesting learning how to forgive someone who has wronged you ooh that is an interesting one 
learning how to forgive someone who's wronged you. Um, this one's difficult, I think, because I've had it in uh, my life as well. So the first thing is I've got empathy for you because, well, I think everyone listening has, you know, it is difficult to let go of anger and um, disappointment and hate towards that person that's wronged you. And it's about understanding that the event that has happened, a lot of the time we think about things happening to us. So, you know... um, we will say in their head, oh, that happened to me, um, you know, I was bullied, I was, um, you know, I was taken the mick out of, or, you know, I didn't get the job, I got fired, or whatever, a lot, we say a lot of things happen to us, but what if you switched it round in your head, and said, actually, that thing happened for me, that thing happened for me. So, for example, I'll talk about me for a second. Because um, this might help you. I was assaulted when I was 16. And that was the basis for this podcast. You know, I had post-traumatic stress disorder. And, um, you know, anxiety and depression. And all those sorts of things. For a long time, I hated the person that uh, did, you know, did what he did. Um you know, for a long for a long time, all I imagined was doing the same onto that person that had been done onto me, um, or worse. And I actually understood at one point. You know, once I had started to deal with the anxiety, and once I started to manage my um, depression and manage the symptoms of my PTSD, I understood that actually. I've got a lot of good things in my life and you know I wouldn't have done a lot of things like you know fixed to the relationship that I had with my mum you know I wouldn't have done I wouldn't have been as close with my dad if this hadn't happened I wouldn't have understood what it's like to be a person and have empathy for other people that have been through um, these sorts of things. I wouldn't have been able to sit down with a therapist and understand that there there were fundamental things that happened to me in my childhood and as I was growing up that probably screwed me up a little bit. And I would have gone through my life not knowing those things or crumbling and melting down a, a lot an age that was, you know, a lot later than I actually uh, started going to therapy. You know, I might have been 30 or 40, or worse, I may have gone through my whole life without knowing that I had a problem. And that was all because of one moment in a park where I got punched in, in the face. And I wake up every day now and I think, God, I'm so glad that happened. I'm so glad that happened because it happened for me and not to me. And if any, if there's anything I can get across to you, it's that. It's about understanding what has that, what has happened because of that thing that 
has made a significant impact on your life in a positive way, you know? Is it because you can now empathise with people who have also suffered with that thing that they did uh, to you? Or is it because you've now got a new level of uh, relationship with the people around you because you've got a new appreciation for the relationships in your life? You know, what is it that you've managed to get out of this? Um, That would be my main thing because I don't think you can ever really fully forgive someone until you can confront them and you know hug them and say what you did to me or what you did for me was one of the greatest things ever I hated you for a long time um you know I saw a side of myself that I never thought I would see and I understand that you probably only did the things that you did because of the place that you were in and I hope that you've managed to get out of that and it's about understanding you know I'm grateful for that thing and those could, that can be one of the most difficult conversations in your life and it's a conversation I'll probably have to have at some point because I don't I think that's where recovery ends um and this is all just my own view and opinion so you may listen to this and not agree at all but that's what I genuinely believe so hopefully that's helped um so what time are we on okay we're good so fourth question okay so got another one how to spot signs of illness in friends and how how you could help or comfort them. And I absolutely love this question because it's a lot about, um, you know, what I do the podcast for. I absolutely love this question. So, right. Spotting signs of depression or anxiety in friends it's just about understanding that they might have things that they love in their life like you might have a friend that can't live without water polo you might have a friend that can't live without uh going to the pub on a friday night and see their friends you might have a mate that can't live without going to see um a film every wednesday like orange wednesdays or whatever (laughs) if you remember those so you might have a friend that's got some real passions and things that they adore doing in life. They might, you know, love music and every time you see them start talking about that. When people get depressed, things change. They tend to move away from the things that they love um, and they start, you know, they stop doing those things. If your friend, you know, can't live without going to cinema once a week, and next time you ask them if they want to go, they say no. You know, one time might be they might have something to do. Twice might be I might be getting a bit concerned. I might ask them about it. Three, I'm worried. You know, what is it like? Have they stopped liking that thing and genuinely just don't want to do that anymore? Um, 
unlikely? Why would someone change that quickly? Or is it because something's changed about them? They're unhappy because of something that's happened recently. Are they um, depressed? As someone, you know, they might have had something in their life, like a family member passing away, or you know, it it might just be that they're struggling with their exams. They they could be having a hard time with their boss at work, you know. I think it's about watching for those signs, you know, stopping doing th- the things that they love. They might have gained quite a lot of weight recently, or they might have lost quite a lot of weight recently, and it's about asking asking them about that. Um, you know, did they mean to do that? You know, and the the aim here is we don't want to upset them, but we're being a good friend by asking them if everything's okay. And they can be really tough conversations. You might have known these people for years, even decades. But if you're if you're truly their friend, you'll ask them this because it is one of the greatest things that you can do. And it actually shows this is one of the moments where you show whether you're a friend or not. You know, you might be talking to them and ask them, you know, you had quite a few drinks last night. What was that about? Or like, you seem to be a little bit out of control last night. You know, what's that about? Um, I love like going to coffee shops and talking and, you know, I love food as well. And I think that those are all real good sort of icebreakers for these types of conversations. And you'll know if they want to carry on talking about it or not. Um, And you've just got to let them know that, that you're there. You're not there to judge them. You love them, and you just want to know, you know, what's going on, and you want what's best for them, which is, you know, for them to be safe. And you want, you know, if they tell you that they're okay, you want to sort of genuinely believe them. Um, it is it is quite a difficult area and subject. Um, so, like I say, it's stopping what they love doing um not eating or drinking enough or um you know they're starting to put on weight um because they're indulging to fill like an emotional hole within themselves you know that's what i used to do or it's the opposite where they starve themselves as a a punishment you know you might want to look for signs of um self-harm as well um they might uh change the way that they dress um, because they've not got as much confidence. Um, it's, yeah, it's really being observant to the things that you've always known and loved um, about that person, about those things changing, and, you know, understanding that, having the self-awareness that it could just be because they're trying something new out or that sort of thing. But you'll know in your heart of hearts when you're around someone you see that look in their eye where they're smiling but you know behind the the eyes that they're really sad and it's about having the self-awareness to know you know what your friend is like and what they're not like um you know knowing when they're quiet um for a reason and when they're quiet because they're sad uh those are the things that i would think about um it always makes me think about robin williams 
Um, he's one of my favourite actors. And it's films like uh, Goodwill Hunting where you see him and he's smiling and laughing, but behind his eyes you can see a sense of sadness. And that's what I think made him a great actor, but also gave away maybe some of the subtle symptoms of the conditions that he was suffering from. Um, you know, and it's about understanding, I guess, that you're not the expert and you're not like a doctor, you're not able to help them and it can make you feel quite powerless but being that friend and, you know, being the person that is willing to talk and, you know, take them out for coffee or, you know, whatever, go for a long walk. I find walks really help because it's a place where you could be quiet for quite a long amount of time without talking and until that person feels like it's okay to talk. Um... You know, I've been on walks with my dad before and, you know, we've not spoken for ten minutes and then one of us says something really deep and we start getting in a conversation about it. That's my kind of thoughts on that. Um, And, yeah, point them in the direction of some of the stuff that we spoke about earlier, like, you know, the charity Mind. Uh, Samaritans are always there to help as well. Uh, Talk, you know... Ask them if they feel okay talking to their parents um, or if they have ever considered uh, counselling or therapy, you know. And for you, the person that's concerned about them, it's understanding that whilst you're upset and you really want to help them, it's about understanding that that is not your problem. You know, it can sound a bit cold and harsh, but when if you think that that thing is your problem and you have to fix it or solve it, you might be pushing certain boundaries of that relationship that the other person aren't happy with and they might start to reject you. So that's why it's important. And it's important for your own self-worth and confidence as well. You take that problem on, you know, that person um, might start to deteriorate. They might get worse and you're going to start to blame yourself then. And that's not a good place for you to be in. Um, You're not responsible for that person's well-being ultimately you can only be there to shepherd and guide uh to the right resources and you know have the conversations with them um they might you might give them the best advice in the world and they turn around and say fuck you or screw you you know because of the way that they're feeling and you can do absolutely nothing about that that is just the way it is um you know that's some of the best advice i can give you because I used to be the kind of person that would want to help out and stuff all the time, but I eventually realised through like my training and you know through therapy I've been through and stuff like that that you can't save the world all the time, you know. And if a person is on a mission and they don't want saving, then you're not going to be able to save them. You know, it's tough and it's real hard to swallow. But if that's like a nugget that I can pass on, then and you hear it and it makes sense, then that puts, like, a massive smile on my face. just want you to know that. Um, So that's the last question. And this has been really great because I feel like the Q&A brings out a different side to me that you don't necessarily get to see on a regular uh, podcast episode. So that's why I like doing it, because I get to answer your questions from things that you're struggling with or you would like to know. And... 
I get to, you know, give you sort of tools and advice that I might not necessarily give on, um, like a an everyday episode of uh, the podcast, and you know, whilst I do try and bring value and practical advice, you know, each of these questions that you bring have got your own sort of uniqueness and twist on them, so, you know, I answer it in a new way that maybe I've never done before, so that's why I love doing this, I just get to provide more value for you guys, that's what this is all about, so that's been the episode for today, it's been an absolutely awesome Q&A, uh, thank you so much for the questions that have been sent in. Um, you know, start getting your DMs in for the next one. Um, I'd just love to be able to answer some more questions and help out. And hopefully for the listeners as well, you've got a lot out of this and it's provided a lot for you. Tell me what you think. Drop me a DM at um, dudel92 on my Instagram or you can drop me an email, uh, danudel at hotmail.co.uk. Um, yeah, I'm just absolutely buzzing for this. I've loved uh, doing the episode. Like I say, it's an absolutely beautiful day as well, and it's almost like it was done for a reason. So, thank you. Thank you so much. And you can check this episode out on Anchor, uh, Apple Podcasts, and uh, Google Play Music. And... Like I say, just thank you so much for listening. I love um, the fact that you're all talking and, you know, supporting each other on the comments and stuff like that. And, yeah, I just want to build this community up as much as possible. Thank you. Until next time, guys, peace out. It's been Dan Newdale.